And that is why we're going to go to our Auburn Bank phone line and bring on a good friend of the program, Zach Blackerby, the host of Locked on Auburn. How did you celebrate that it's September now, buddy? How have you celebrated today, Zach? Man, I, uh, I've been listening to Sports Call. I think that's the best <laughs> way to celebrate anything. That's a great way to celebrate things. I appreciate the uh, the shout-out there. Because, look, we're, we're, uh, like I said, 48, 50-some hours away from football being played inside Jordan-Hare Stadium. It's about time we start to get answers to all these questions we've been asking as opposed to kind of having to guess at what's going to take place. Well, maybe. I mean, I, I think that's being helpful. Are we going to learn more about T.J. Finley in the quarterback battle? Are we going to learn more about, you know, who the true starting five offensive linemen are? Like, we'll see who they try out first. We'll see how much T.J. Finley plays and at what point in the game do they pull him to put Robbie Ashford in. We'll, we'll see some of that. Um, I don't know how much legitimate information we're going to get. We'll get some stuff, though, for sure. Uh, it'll be a lot better than – the information we've gotten from uh, from fall practice so far. Yeah, thank you for pointing that out because you're right. It is important to point out the level of competition, but something is greater than nothing, and we will have some footage, some evidence, and that sort of thing as this game gets going. So, uh, talking quarterback specifically, T.J. Finley is the guy. Uh, it felt like we were going to get to this point given how fall camp played out and that sort of thing, Zach. But uh, ultimately, what kind of expectations do you have? for TJ when you're getting set to take on a team like Mercer to start the year? I think TJ's taken a, a big step, and I know a lot of Auburn fans are uh, are skeptical, and some even to the point where they're upset that TJ was named starter. But look, you know, you, you guys were out there too. Every time we got to see all of these quarterbacks compete, and it's, it was a limited viewing window every time, of course, but TJ consistently has looked like the best passer of the four quarterbacks in like six of the eight practices, something like that that we've seen. And to be honest, the other two uh, was, was holding Gurner. It wasn't even Calzada or Ashford in my opinion. So I think, I think TJ was, was the right move. And I think we will see how some of that is. Um, I think it'll be proven to some extent on Saturday, but still, I mean, how much information are we really going to get? But, It'll be fun to see how much they open it up and how much they uh, they choose to run it with Tank, Jarquez, and Damari. It'll be fun to see. But, yeah, uh, you know, give TJ as many reps as you need him to because it's going to be a long season for sure. Who scores the first touchdown of the year for Auburn? I was asked this the other day in a, in a mailbag that I wrote for AuburnDaily.com, and uh, I went with the, the least surprising answer uh, as possible. I will take Bigsby. He was the first to score. You're so smart. Last year, yeah. uh, I believe. I, I'll play the odds, JJ. I'll play the odds. But, you know, my heart wants to say Coymore, 72-yard strike on a skinny post, but I, I, I just don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. Zach, we've heard a lot this offseason about the the numerous wide receivers that seem to have stepped up a little bit. Uh, yeah. Obviously, not all of these guys can be superstars, but of the wide receivers that are unknown commodities, who do you think is going to have the most impact this season? I think it's Tarvarish Dawson. In an offseason that has been filled with excitement of Coy Moore transferring from LSU to Auburn, or Malcolm Johnson Jr. possibly taking that next step, or Cedric Jackson coming back for his 30th year at Auburn, uh, there's been so much attention on those guys, even Camden Brown, um, you know, with the excitement that he's been able to bring as a true freshman. But to me, I think it's Tarvarish Dawson. Uh, I put out a, a bold predictions podcast this morning on Locked on Auburn. Uh, I did eight bold predictions, and one of them 
was that Tarvaris Dawson will lead Auburn in targets and in receptions. We've heard nothing but great things about him from this coaching staff. And look, Kobe Hudson, he, he led Auburn in, in targets and receptions a year ago, and, and it appears Tarvaris Dawson will have that role locked up as a starter going into Saturday's game. So I think Tarvaris Dawson makes a statement on uh, on Saturday, and I don't think it'll just be because they're playing Mercer. I think that'll be the new normal. I think Tarvaris Dawson's going to have, uh, have a really big year, guys. We keep talking in the passing game. We've talked tight ends over the last uh, five, ten years. A lot of that conversation focused uh, because Gus Malzahn's the head coach, and man, is there ever a tight end on the field, and what are they doing out there? And then this past season, Harson comes in, and we discussed tight end production a lot a year ago because it was just so different from what we saw from Gus Malzahn's offenses. So, Zach, when you look at, at the passing game still, and again, knowing that uh, a bold prediction, Dawson's going to have a big season for Auburn, how do you expect the tight end room to factor in here in 2022? Yeah, I mean, obviously, John Samuel Shaker's a part of it, right? I mean, he, he came back for a reason. Uh, he was voted team captain. You know, I, I think he's going to be a big part of this offense, both with blocking as well as in the passing game. And so, you know, I, I was surprised when I was looking at numbers yesterday. Uh, you know, he didn't score a touchdown last year. John Samuel <laughs> Shaker didn't, which is kind of crazy to think about. you got to think that changes, right? you got to think that he's going to be – a factor in the red zone where Auburn really kind of wasn't great at last year. Maybe that's something that they're able to use some size with John Samuel Shanker, a Landon King, Shedrick Jackson, you know, kind of do a bigger set in, in those situations. I think there's a lot of upside to that. And so I think that's going to be part of it. But I think you're going to see a lot of rotation among the tight ends. I think you'll see John Samuel, obviously. I think Luke Deal will be a part of it. I think Jake Brown will be a part of it. And then, you know, we, we still heard good things about Brendan Frazier. You know, you ask, uh, you ask John Samuel about this tight end room. Um, he really likes what uh, Brandon Frazier has done over the offseason. So is there a role for all of these guys? And then obviously Landon King, who isn't a tight end anymore, but he still kind of looks like one. And then, you know, the future of the position is Michael Riley Ducker. I don't know what his role necessarily is going to look like this year, but a lot of fun when you look at the tight end room. A lot of, lot, a lot, a lot of upside. Zach, we're just a little over 48 hours from Auburn and Mercer trotting out into Jordan-Hare Stadium. Auburn yet to see the field this year. Mercer has played a game, 63-13 win over Moorhead State this past weekend. What can Auburn fans and what are the Tigers expecting to see on the field from this Bears team on Saturday? So uh, Mercer, they scored a lot of points against a really bad Moorhead State team. I mean, the Moorhead State defense, they just had no interest in tackling. And so... You know, Mercer really made a living this past weekend off of big play after big play after big play. And uh, their receiver, number 13, was the best player on the field, and it wasn't even close. And so I think it'll be fun to see who covers 13, right? Is it going to be Jalen Simpson at corner, or will it be the other corner, Nehemiah Pritchett? That'll be fun to see. Does somebody follow them? Do they play certain roles? Uh, that, that's kind of one of the more detailed things I'm looking forward to on Saturday night, but you know this uh, this offense they ran the ball really really well against Morehead State. They average over nine yards a carry. I don't think they're going to be able to do that on Saturday. If they are, um, it's going to be very very concerning. So I think if they're going to have to score, they're going to try to bring that physical mindset that they did against Morehead State. I don't think it'll work, and then they're going to go to the passing game. And their passing game is 13, and then there's a massive drop-off before they get to the next person. So 
that'll be uh, I, I think that's what it is. They're going to try to try to make thirteen their offense, and man, he uh, he did a good job of that last week. Thirteen is Ty James. He is a University of Georgia transfer. The internet tells me. Uh, Zach, answer this question: True or false? Moorhead State would have been better off if Janai Broom was out there playing cornerback covering Ty James. Uh, yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, you're I'm okay cool with, with that? that? Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine with that. I was JJ. just trying Absolutely. to make a connection and, and thought Moorhead State, Janai Broom, you know, we could do that. No, I, I think that's great. As always, you bring a unique and very intelligent perspective to the table, and uh, I continue to appreciate it. All right, I, I do want to talk defense, though, for Auburn, because you mentioned it's it, like that is a chess match. You've got this uh, great wide receiver that accounts for so much of this Mercer offense, and you've got secondary guys that haven't been the guy. Roger McCreary has left. Smoke Monday is not on the back end of that secondary. Like, who are we going to walk away Let's say the first month of the season. After the first month of the season has concluded, who are we talking about the most in that secondary for Auburn? I think most people will say Donovan Coffin or Nehemiah Pritchett. Okay. Donovan Coffin for his versatility and leadership. Nehemiah Pritchett for, I mean, I think he's a pretty good cover corner. I'll give you a different answer because I'm sure other people will say those two. I think Jalen Simpson's the guy. I just think when you look at the run that Auburn corners have had with these bump and run type style of play dating all the way back to Carlton Davis and uh, Jamel Dean then to Noah Benogany then to you know Roger McCreary I mean there's just been a run Jalen Simpson checks a lot of the boxes of what these guys had going into their breakout year and he's been around I mean they, they wanted to start him in 2020 again he had a really good game against Kentucky in that season opener he kind of got banged up and hasn't really been, you know, given a, a full shot since then, which makes sense just because Roger's been that number one guy. But I think Jalen Simpson is ready to have a huge, a huge season going into this year. Zach Blackerby is here with us from Locked On Auburn, a daily podcast each and every day on the Auburn Tigers. Uh, how can we support you and everything that you've got going on, Zach? Give us the plugs. Yeah, just search Locked On Auburn wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube, and all of my written work is at AuburnDaily.com. We launched Auburn Daily with Sports Illustrated back in February, and we've covered some basketball. We've covered the entire baseball season. That was a lot of fun, but we finally get to cover an Auburn football game on Saturday, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So check all that out. We're going to have live blogs. We're going to have instant reaction to things. We're going to have press conference knows everything. That'll be at AuburnDaily.com. Talk to you soon, Zach. Thanks for the time today. This was fun. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good one.